When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Big drive energy. Winner's circle Monday. Little inside info for you, though. This, where it's actually Sunday when we're recording this, so you are traveling back in time currently as you're watching this on the YouTube uh, going live to you, but not live for us. This man's traveling tomorrow, so we're getting it out, banging it out on a Sunday afternoon. Nothing better. Uh, we're going to talk about Jake Knapp winning his first PGA Tour event. It's now Nap time. Great fucking name. Great dude. Great looking dude. Great looking swing. A bunch of things great about this guy. Also, LPGA Tour in Thailand, won by a native countrywoman. And then the DP World Tour had a couple of great stories come out of it this week. Uh, they were in Kenya, and um, we'll get into the the meat and bone, meat and potatoes, meat and bones, meat Jesus, bones. Um, meat and potatoes of the story. But uh, a couple of a couple of good stories this week, especially considering uh, it was a down week on the PGA Tour. Definitely would have been a good week for Live Tour, but we're gonna see our man Anthony Kim, AK forty seven, next week back on tour, on professional golf TVs around the country at Live Jetta. All right, let's tee it up. Winner's Circle Monday. I don't think there's anyone that's more excited to be in the winner's circle this week than one Jake Knapp. Great golf swing, for the record. Um, just such a smooth golf swing. Marissa, can we play his golf swing? Um, it is in BDE, the first tweet there just kind of a little uh little collage of his golf swing he has he he does not look like he's swinging it very hard like if you saw this dude at the range you'd be like ah, oh, it's a it's a decent player also shout out to him uh pxg guy pxg's i actually asked the guy when we did our pxg fitting last year uh and and the driver versus driver cha- or driver challenge um hopefully we're doing another one of those soon we'll be hopefully doing the black ops driver challenge soon um but we asked him like why don't you have very many tour guys do you not spend the money and and he basically just said yeah pxg and um the bob the parsons bob parsons and the ownership group doesn't spend a ton of money to get guys out on tour but now that the tour is becoming a little more watered down is not the right term but it's the only term i'm going to use right now with players that aren't as well known because non-household players... names winning exactly yeah. and it's been like that all year yeah it's pretty much all year other than hideki matsuyama winning last week at the genesis every tour winner this year has been a guy that unless you really pay attention to professional golf you know yeah and pxg had two of the top three guys today justin lauer and jake knapp who ended up winning and jake I- knapp kind of funny too when you see these guys winning because he had like the Anaheim Ducks sponsor him, 
And, Which is dope. And he's sponsored by the same company as Cam Smith. Yeah. What is Penguin. That? Penguin. It's literally called Penguin. Yeah. I wanted to call it Penguin, and I was like, if that's not it, I don't know. No, it's like just Penguin. That's the logo. Uh, I will say, though, that do you remember when PXG first came out? They paid a bunch of tour players. They had Billy Horschel, Zach Johnson. Uh, they had a handful of other like household names. And I think they saw that their return on investment there was not really necessarily worth it. Uh, so they kind of went in a different direction. But now they're getting these younger up-and-coming guys probably paying them a fraction of the price that they were paying these real established tour dudes. And now Jake Knapp winning, becoming more established. They're getting a, getting a good deal for you know their sponsorship for him, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, he this is he's only had his this is his fifth tour start. Uh so win right off the bat and it was a, you know, not an opposite field event. Kind of felt like it for a lot of the weekend, but it just goes to show the beauty of golf watching him and Sal, Sammy Valmacki go at it today because their hair is about the only thing that looks similar to them. Jake Knapp looks like he spends a lot of time in the gym. I actually saw a funny tweet from our friend, friend of the program Davis Brendel. Uh, who my person, my personal trainer. I'll call I actually him that. wanted to discuss that tweet too. Yeah, so he has a lot of he does a lot of high school golfers, college golfers. Just he's in a place where it's just a mecca of training, and he has a lot of golf kids, which I find hilarious in general. That uh, any high school kid would tell a personal trainer of his level of prestige what he wants to what they want to do yeah or what what they think he should tell them to do but i would say we're pretty familiar with that with golf lessons because generally you'd think people would come to you for your advice but then they just end up telling you what they want you to tell them so yeah pretty similar we've dealt with that but yeah when you're getting uh trained at the gym that's kind of the point of paying the trainer is to listen to what they have to say yeah, and I I bet if we you know could talk to Davis again, which we might at some point, would be a good episode to recap. But he, I bet these kids are like 5'10", 120, 130, like super skinny kids that are like, I don't want to get big arms. I'm yeah. worried about. Oh yeah, that seems like that's your problem, dude. <laughs> the circumference of your arm is about six inches, maybe. Let's let's increase that and then go from there. Yeah, they, I guarantee these kids are not. Uh, the the type of kids that are just going to all of a sudden start pounding the creatine and blow up and looking like they're in a bodybuilding competition for sure. Yeah. Um, but it just goes to show you the difference in in golfers and two guys right at the top of the leaderboard. Val Mackey took a lead at, at one point with an incredible drive on seven and made eagle. Uh, he was in the lead by himself. Knapp quickly tied him. But the funny part about Jake Knapp is everybody was just all over his ball striking all week which he was leading the the entire field by almost five strokes and strokes gained t to green mm-hmm. through saturday today he hit it all over the map yeah. he every drive there was like a there's like a montage of pictures on twitter by someone and it was like him after every tee shot it was like for him after four different tee shots one he's looking left and the shot tracers just had a dead left one he's like standing up he's like standing you know that look when you like cross your feet and he's like holding on to his club and he's pointing right, and it's just a banana slice right. He hit two out of 13, 14 fairways today, and he's the first player on in the tour history since the track stats have been tracked since nineteen eighty three. So forty ish years for almost going on going on past just past forty years of tracking. Good math. 
that a player has won on the PGA Tour hitting two or less fairways in the in the final round. Yeah, and luckily enough for him, the rough wasn't super penal today. But I can tell you because I've gone through exactly what he's gone through. Um, obviously, I don't even need to preface it by saying I'm nowhere near his ball striking level. But when you're a drawer of the ball, like he he probably wants to draw it and likes to draw it. Um, but there was a few holes he was trying to hit, like a squeeze fade into the fairway. Uh, but it, it felt like he was so anti-left that he really wasn't getting all the way over onto his left side and really finishing his swing because I think he felt like if he got all the way over to his left side, it was going to go left, but then he just ends up hitting it miles right. It, but he couldn't commit to really swinging hard enough left to get that ball started up the left center if he was trying to fade it. So his path ended up a little inside out, but then his face is open to that. Um, you know, which could be some sequence things. It could be some other things. But, uh, yeah, he was blowing it way right. And a lot of people don't understand, too. You know, everyone always says the further you hit it, well, like, people don't really get that uh, when you hit it further, it goes further offline. Like, just by simple math standards. Like, if you hit the ball 200 yards and you miss it 10% offline, that's 20 yards. If you hit the ball 300 yards and miss it 10% offline, that's 30 yards. You see what I'm saying? So the room for air, it gets smaller and smaller as you hit it that much further. And he luckily got away with quite a few of those. I mean, um, the par five on the back nine, he kind of hit it in the trees, ended up uh, being able to pitch out and make par and didn't really have to sweat that. But he did miss a few opportunities. I mean, it was kind of a classic type of round where this dude plays the best golf of his life three days in a row, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday is just holding on for dear life to try to get the W. And Volmak, he's kind of in the same position. He's a young kid uh, from Finland, I want to say. And so it was actually pretty cool to see two young dudes really battling it out at the top because you knew one of them was going to win. Like, you, and barring them shitting down their leg. You know what I mean? There were three, four clear of the rest of the field. So you knew one of them was going to step up and take it. And Valamaki hit a few wonky shots down the stretch and uh, Nap was just a, just steady enough to get it done. Made quite a few putts inside of five to 10 feet today. Uh, pitched the ball really well. So just goes to show you there's multiple ways to get it done out there. But uh, yeah, he that, his swing... I, and I tweeted it, and I think it was a great tweet because um, one of the golf outlets put Jake Knapp's swing is blank. And I said, Jake Knapp's swing shows people that you don't have to look like you're swinging it super hard in order to swing it fast. Because if you have a good enough swing, I don't know what that was, you, uh, if you have a good enough swing and your club face is in the correct position and you have good enough rhythm, you can make... 180 mile an hour ball speed look effortless like he does and i'm not saying everybody's physically capable of that because i'm not uh but this dude clearly is and yeah he's got the the biceps going he's got the mullet going he's just a good looking marissa have you seen a picture of this guy what do you think yes. <laughs> she's in he does look a little uh, uh fratty no a little fratty a little 
got a very skinny like he's very like veined out like you can see vascular ma- vascular is that the okay i'm so unfamiliar with what that looks like i don't know <laughs> don't even know <laughs> don't the term for it. for it um i see a few veins every once in a while come out of my body uh well i'm just gonna leave it at that uh but the guy is kind of the stereotypical pro now that is in the gym that isn't afraid to you know look quote unquote ripped and just seems like he really really cares about his body i will say that the whole uh bouncer at a nightclub thing you know you hear these stories and you almost think that like you almost feel bad for the guy or it kind of makes you want to root for him um so i kind of looked into his like looked down his instagram and shit he played golf at ucla i mean let's just say he's he wasn't underprivileged as a child so that's kind of it's it's like in the NFL draft when somebody gets picked, you know, fifth overall and they bring up the worst thing that's ever happened to them in their life. So then you're like, you automatically kind of feel for them. And, and then you like look into their background and it's like, oh, they went to IMG Academy and, you know, all of this shit. And I'm not saying that's everybody, but it was just kind of funny because the whole point of a lot of those storylines is for you to kind of feel for the guy a little and think he came from a humble background and i'm not saying he's not a humble dude i i don't know the guy obviously but uh he went to ucla and played golf so you can't tell me you got it that bad when you go to ucla and play golf no and he also looks like he uh if you got a mullet and you're a pretty ripped dude you probably party pretty hard so we have a video here of him after the round now he's sponsored by the anaheim ducks pretty awesome scenario probably grew up as a childhood fan of the ducks so here he is shotgunning a beer with his ducks sweater on which is just badass like he is probably gonna go rage tonight port of iarda lookout uh unless he's just flying straight back to california but do you know what else so he's sponsored by the anaheim ducks mark hubbard who's from colorado is sponsored by sponsored by the denver broncos like that, I think I've talked about this once on the pod before, probably years ago. I think that is the ultimate coolest possible sponsor you could have would be your favorite uh, childhood team growing up to sponsor you and wear their logo. Like you're a quote unquote part of their team, even though you're not. That would be the coolest thing in the world. Like a Broncos logo, a Nuggets logo, an Avalanche logo. How sick would that shit be? Yeah, that'd be awesome to just rock that on your bag and be able to. I bet there's there's got to be some other perks to that too. Oh, absolutely. Like you, you probably you would imagine like season tickets or I a certain bet, set of, a certain sort of access. I bet they don't even pay him. I bet it's like a trade out. I bet he gets season tickets. I bet he gets box privileges. Um, you know, unfortunately, the Anaheim Ducks aren't really worth watching in person uh, this year and haven't been for a while. Um, now, I don't want to start. I don't want to tell tales out of school. But Jake Knapp almost looks to me like he's done a cycle or two. Am I super far off base there? Marissa, you you probably know better what uh, somebody on steroids looks like just because you're a, you've seen a lot of meatheads at the gym before. Um, do, do you think there's any possibility he's done steroids? Maybe, no? but he's a little too small. He's too, okay. So you're telling him he needs to get bigger. No, I'm saying that he's pretty. <laughs> no, bulletin so she's board. not impressed. Bulletin no. board material for Jake Knapp. No, off I'm his very, way. I'm very impressed. No, he's just, um, <laughs> it looks more natural. It doesn't look like it's been built up. I mean, there, I, I was. Do I not, look natural? Yes, you do look. I'm natural. all natural. Yeah, That's, yeah, I'm glad yeah. I look. Some people mistake me for having done a few cycles uh, 
of donuts. <laughs> um, no, but I would I would agree he does look more natural. There's just a little like when you get that veiny. Is that what do you think that he's probably ta- like? I wouldn't be surprised if he took like fat burners. Okay, or if he's eating so clean that his body fat percentage is just that. It could also be genetic. Like I'm gonna use Lindsay as an example. She's very vascular when she works out, and okay. that's just genetics. Okay, yeah. So something I was not blessed with. I may need to get his regimen after this, but. Yeah, he uh, just a ripped dude and good looking guy. Happy for him. Happy for his win. And I think Sammy Valamaki is going to be a force to be reckoned with going forward. Uh, he's already won on the DP World Tour. I think he's 26 years old. Yeah, he's won on the DP World Tour. Six, he's won in the world other than the PGA Tour six times already. Yeah. No, so he, no stranger to that. But he did look both of the guys today coming down the stretch looked like a bit of a some of the shots they hit you're like that looks like a train wreck yeah i think if there would have been one veteran dude in contention tony finau because <laughs> he fucking likes to win these kinds of events if he would have been down the stretch in in contention with these dudes he would have pulled away and won that thing like in my opinion if you would have taken took in oh my god i cannot talk today if you would take any veteran dude who's won before put them in that group, they're going to pull away from both of those dudes. But that's what I think is so unique about that that situation down the stretch was it was like they both might shit the bed, but who's going to do it less? Like who's going to figure out how to win this event? Yeah, because there was nobody that was close enough to either of them that was scaring them. Uh, and so it was, it, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a matter of who could shit the bed less. Yeah. And it was it ended up being Jake Knapp, uh, it, PXG guy. You know they're starting to they're starting to pile up these wins. <laughs> I was gonna wear my PXG hat today. But you I, might get me on. P, I might be making a move to PXG. Oh, real quick, let's let's take a, let's take a, uh, the train off the rails for two seconds. Let's talk about your current club scenario. Oh real my quick. god! I, so I'm going to Charleston to play golf for a few days, uh, and I actually asked my buddy that I sold my old old clubs to if I could have them back for the next few days to uh, take to Charleston with me because I cannot stand, and it's nothing against Mizuno. Obviously, they make great clubs. Um, I cannot stand the way my Mizunos feel, and they're just flat out too heavy for me. Like, I need to get Jake Knapp should be playing those clubs, not me. I swing it significantly slower than he does, and... Uh, even Josh Seipel, I was texting him about my clubs and he goes, dude, those shafts, like it is borderline impossible to create any spin. Um, cause they're the low spinning shaft, low spinning, extra stiff, 125 gram. They basically feel like, uh, two by fours that I'm trying to swing. So I actually went to the range yesterday and I was striping it with my old sticks and I'm like, thank God, I thought I was starting to just suck at golf. Like I really was starting, it was planting a seed of doubt in my head. So I needed that range session yesterday. And once I get back from Charleston, uh, I need to maybe go visit our boy over at PXG Denver and see what I can get sorted out because I am done with this shit. Like I'm just hitting high pop. Hi, I'm hitting high <laughs> pop flies to right. Um, I, I can't fucking work the, those clubs right to left if my life depended on it. So uh, just a little too stout for me, a little too uh, a little too heavy. So I need I need some I need a twig that I can toss around. Uh, I think you <laughs> I think you've got one of those, but we're not going to get into that on this podcast. This is a golf podcast. Uh, before we get into anything else, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at 
Coors Light. When you just need a second to chill, need a moment to, you know, take the edge off. That's what we were doing Friday, all Friday night. We were at the bar drinking Coors lattes. I did mix in a Coors banquet, but it's just lattes after lattes after lattes. Uh, Coors Light is my favorite beer by far. It was when we found out that this was going to be a deal for uh, all city in general. Pretty hyped because now we can rock all our Coors Light shit. We can drink Coors Lights openly and honestly like we do anyways. But we were hammering drinks at the DNVR bar on Friday night, watching the Nuggets win. Coors Lights, nothing better. Mitchell got pretty toasty. Oh, I got fucking hammered. It was hilarious. It was great. But I was just drinking Coors Lights, had a nice chill night. Mountains are... Not quite blue. Uh, they're we can't on... keep these puppies on ice. We got some downstairs waiting for us. Yeah, we got some downstairs waiting for us. Uh, real quick, since it is Sunday, Nuggets prediction for the score tonight. You're going to be listening to this on Monday. You're traveling back back in time and hearing us predict the Nuggets win. Um, I am going to take Nuggets 113 to 109. And I'm taking Nuggets 108 to 103 over the Golden State Warriors. I do have a crispy same game parlay cooked up for that game. Uh, and I do my parlays and all my betting through Bet365. Use the code ALLCITY when you sign up for Bet365, and you get to choose two different offers of a first bet safety net of $1,000 or betting $5 to get $150 when you sign up with that code. We bet all of our golf through Bet365. This week, another week where Cameron Champ on my card blasts out to a lead on Thursday, but we know you can never win a tournament on Thursday. You can only lose it like Mitchell's pick, uh, who was plus eight after two rounds, playing with Tony Finau, <laughs> um, who is also on our card. But I think we're get- becoming increasingly good. We need to start finding bets on the Bet365 app that are like T11 through 17. That's that's the honey hole for we, our guys. We need to live bet. Oh, oh, yes, you're saying before the week, just yes. bet on dudes. To finish right outside right, of the top Right 10. outside of where we're going. So this week we had Doug Gim. Shout out to Doug Gim, a friend of Mitchell's from 20, <laughs> 15 years ago. He finished in the top 10, T8, but that's going to be a... And we had four guys literally right there. Right either between T10 and T13 what 13 going into Within today. two strokes of the top 10. Yeah. We had one guy finish in the top 10, Doug Gim. I'm so done with that. Shout shit. out to me. Tony Finau, T13, Brandon Wu, T13, Cameron Champ, six under through his first seven holes of the tournament, just two under the the, the last, uh, what would that be, 65 holes of the tournament. And then Emiliano Grillo was 10 under starting the day, shot two over today. All he needed to shoot was one or two under to get us in the top 10. Disgusting. Doesn't do it. So maybe we're going to find the the... T11 through T20 and start really hammering that out. But we're going to hit a winner here soon. I'm feeling it. Use the Bet365 app. Choose between those two offers. Must be 21 plus and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call or and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. They need to want help. That's the key. Not all of us do. Uh, all right. Moving on to, let's just talk real quick about the DP World Tour in Kenya. True story out of this one. Joe Dean delivering groceries a week ago now wins 170,000 euro at the Kenya Open. Uh, he's an Englishman who, and I'm reading from uh, bbc.com. That's interesting. You've uh, never heard of British Broadcast Channel? I think that's what it stands for. No, I've only That's heard like one of the most famous networks. It's 
the equivalent of like ABC in in America. It's a very that's like what Peaky Blinders is on was the BBC. I've only heard of one BBC, and it definitely doesn't have to do with any sort of news. Yeah, I know you've typed that into a few search bars, <laughs> um, dude. So I read more up on this this dude. Uh, He's twenty nine years old from Sheffield. That's where uh, that's where Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick yeah. Um, what confuses me is that he said like he has status on the DP World Tour. He didn't play in any events because he couldn't afford to get there. Like, if you're on the DP World Tour, how do you not have sponsorship at least enough to cover your fees to get to the tournaments? Like, what the fuck is the point in going to the DP World Tour Q school if you can't make it to half these tournaments? So, luckily, he had a great week this week. He's going to be able to afford uh, at least to play this year and, you know, probably put down the groceries for a bit but Andy Sullivan was the same thing and that's kind of why I like Andy Sullivan he was bagging groceries the two years prior to uh getting out on the DP world tour and now has had like a long successful career out there so uh maybe I need to go apply at Safeway or something because that seems like the ticket <laughs> just yeah just have a really good make a really good story <laughs> And then, yeah, it's inevitable that you rise immediately to the top. I was going to make like a joke about you getting hurt somehow. And then that would be my story. Like, bro, <laughs> your face. I think yeah, that's kind of fucked. Yeah. Well, All right. So it, would, it was funny when I thought of it, but then I it almost came out and I didn't let it. So. I think we have a story. Yeah. yeah oh, we, no, we, we have do. a story to tell. We do have a story. Um, so the, a couple of funny quotes from him just because he's English and it's just the way they say things that I love it. So he finished two shots behind the winner, um, making 170,000 euro. He said, it's, quote, got to be life-changing. It's what people it's what people dream of, end quote. Also, another quote, after the last three or four years, I never thought I'd get another chance. Still some gremlins to get past in order to get to my full potential. But like <laughs> anyone, you've got to get over them, squash them, and keep going. I've never been one of the most overconfident people. Coming into this week was a bit daunting. Second event, you don't really feel like you belong and like you're trying to prove something. Luckily, I managed to get over that quickly and figure out how to get around the golf course. I would say, uh, yeah, I would say... He did pretty good at that. I would say 170,000 euro. I don't know exactly what... It's so crazy because the only time I've ever had to translate the money or the the one time we went to Europe when we were like 13, so this is almost 20 years ago, it was like the euro was way more valuable than the dollar. Yeah. And now it's like I pretty think it's close to even, right? I think uh, like 150, I just remember being in Scotland, I think like $150 is worth like 180 euros right now. Um, If I, so I, 17,000. So it's 183,000 US dollars. Is oh that his oh, hundred and seventy thousand okay. euro. Oh, okay, gotcha. So yeah, that's pretty good. Similar to probably Canadian money. Well or no, that's different. That's the other way around. Hopefully for him now he can travel to these other events. Like hopefully he doesn't go back to you know, I mean if you gotta I bag think the groceries, safe. you gotta bag the groceries, but I think he should be able to get out there for the rest of the season. Real quick, this whole money converting thing, I don't really understand. I understand the conversion of like, but if your money is more in other dollars does that mean ours is worth more no no because <laughs> it right now the euro is worth or no yes yes okay right that, now the american dollar is worth more because if you can get if, if you if can two you can buy two things that are the same price in both 
you could buy like if if something was a thousand dollars, you could buy a hundred and eight. He could buy a hundred and eighty three of them versus buying a hundred and seventy of them in Europe. Okay. Yes. That, so that means the dollar is more powerful. Okay. Got you. Got you. That see see where I was at. Like my mind was just in a blender. Yeah. It it feels like it used to be the other way around for sure. Like our our dollar was like worth nothing. Like it was like we had to spend double the well, we US went, dollars. I think we went like when right in the midst of like the the crash and like I think we went like oh eight or oh nine. So that would kind of check out that our dollar wasn't worth shit because America was just in the toilet. But uh yeah, congrats to Joe Dean finishing second. Um there's also a dude in the final group. I don't they didn't say who it was on Twitter, but he had the shanks. He was like leading on the DP World Tour, fully shanking it, um, which was just wild. And if you can't stomach watching shit like that, that, for somebody that's had the shanks before, watching somebody else shank it is like watching a car accident. Like it gives you PTSD. It's not something that you even want to watch. There's people that don't even like the word. Like you don't even say the word. It's like, uh, you know, an un- unwritten rule that you just don't say. Um and then we also had a Ugandan player. Ronald Rugumayo. Well done. Ugandan. First ever Ugandan to make a cut, and he was actually leading the event. Was he really? on Saturday. Get the fuck out. Yep. That's so sick. And he, I know he made, did he make the cut like right on the number? Yes. Because he made like a 10-footer to, to make it onto the weekend, and everybody was like freaking out, which is so badass. And of course, like, I thought about this. This is a little like crazy and off the rails, but he said Tiger is his hero. And there's just so many people out there like that. Like, do you think Tiger understands the magnitude of what he did for so many different people? And like, you have this dude from Uganda that is now the first ever DP World Tour player to make a cut on that tour. And he basically credits his passion for golf to Tiger Woods. Like, do you think... He Tiger really truly understands the effects he's had on so many people's lives. I I don't know if he'll be able to fully take that in until it's he's done over. playing. Yeah, yeah, until he's done. Playing but even then, it's something I don't know. <laughs> even then, it's something I don't know if you ever can truly wrap your head around. No, dude. The amount of, he changed the he changed the landscape of, of an entire sport that's worldwide. Yeah, not every sport is worldwide and played in every single country in Prestige the entire worldwide. World. But uh, I also got some bad information here. Uh, <laughs> he finished uh, dead last. Oh, so, of the players that made the cut. Uh, well, so some Ugandan TV show said like it was like in the lead. Oh my god, he's in the lead to make the cut, but doesn't matter because did he, you just think because the url was in the lead that you no, thought it wasn't the url it was like it was literally said in lead oh okay well so he was and it was a day ago okay so he wasn't in the lead for anything but he made the cut and he made money and he's the first ever player from uganda to do that speaking of that like just like sammy valamaki he's going to be the become the first ever he's going to win a tour a pga tour event he'll become the first ever tour player from finland to win a tour event so it's we're getting into like a lot of european players will obviously with the dp world tour being able to move to the pg tour which is why valabaki's here he's competed a couple of times already this year and and he'll it won't be long before he wins one it was also called the magical kenya open which is badass yeah which is fire and right? your guy nacho got second nacho Elvira, and one not, of the twins 
Oh, wasn't it his brother? Nacho and Manuel Elvira. They were both in the top five. Oh, okay. So, so hell of a week for the brothers. Yeah, his brother. That's his high. Uh, that's um, Emmanuel. Is it Manuel? Manuel Elvira. That's, that's Manuel, Manuel's uh, highest finish on the DP World Tour so far. It's his first year out there. So uh, there was actually a video of Nacho standing behind the green waiting for him to come in and like cheering him on and shit. So that's that's a very cool moment as a brother. Yeah, we'll never have that moment. No, no. that's like you cheering me on when I <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I was gonna compare it to something, but we don't need to talk about that. The club championship? No, no. When you beat me? Yeah, no. I was I was thinking about like me pulling into the garage after a couple of beers. <laughs> oh like, yeah, pr- <laughs> proud brother, you made you made it back. Made like, it back. Made it back. That, a that's piece. yeah. <laughs> that's the equivalent. Of- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't have to come pick you up from. <laughs> From an undisclosed location. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, let's give a shout out to Patty Tava uh, T- Tanikit. She won the LPGA Tours event in oh man, Thailand this year. She is 24 years old, and this is one of the things that's cool. Is like what she's from Thailand, but when you see a player like there was still a pretty stacked leaderboard, or like a stacked field for it. Uh, at it's called I believe it's called the Honda, Honda uh, Honda LPGA Thailand. Oh, okay. So there's no more Honda Classic on the PGA Tour. It's just supposed to be next week. It's Honda, not Honda. Honda. Oh, okay. Honda LPGA Thailand. But like she goes out and this is probably a place she's played before. Feels really comfortable comfortable at, and ends up winning, cashing a cool two hundred and sixty two thousand dollars for her dub, and she's now third in the CME rankings. And it's just like. I love when somebody can go win in there. Like when Nick Taylor won the Canadian Open. It's just yeah. like it means more the to them and it means your, more to the yeah. the group of, you know, the, the fans watching that they're like, hey, there's not all these, you know, these other Americans. <laughs> well, the, the Americans don't really rule uh, the LPGA Tour. Much. That's true. Um, all right. We do have a new segment um, this week that we're going to roll out. So it's going to be tweets we don't get any love on. So we're go, we'll do this at the end of every month, um, but we're going to basically put a few tweets out there that we, that we thought were hilarious from our Big Drive Energy account. Follow us on there. If you're not on the Big Drive Energy account, make sure you follow us at Big Drive Energy, at Big Drive Energy Pod on Instagram. But these are the tweets that we felt we got no love on. That were um, really good. Funny, yeah. funny tweets. Because it's usually, let's be real, it's usually me. I tweet most of the time for us. You throw in a random one here and there, but I'm usually the one with the hot Twitter fingers. Uh, Spencer's the one paying the rent at home, so I'm just on Twitter while he's doing that. Um, but Marissa, do you possibly have those, or am I? We we put him in the BDE. Oh, um, here we go. I've got him. Um, so we did have a tweet where we quote tweeted um, a. It said. Top five fan quote ever I've ever overheard from Riviera. Quote, one thing about Liv is that they took a lot of the hot wives. And we tweeted, dude's really talking about the hard-hitting stuff in the crowd. Zero likes. Yeah, I thought that was funny. That was absolutely hilarious. Um, another one that I liked uh, from myself, so obviously I wouldn't not like it. Uh, Charlie um, Hoffman coming down the stretch at the Waste Management was kind of pinned up against a, a bunker, like a lip of a bunker, and he had probably 140 yards in, and he had to, 
you know, get the ball up in the air quickly. I tweeted, Charlie isn't used to getting it up that quick at his age at Waste Management Phoenix Open. Uh, zero likes. Right over everybody. I feel like nobody got it. Because if you get that, that like, and you don't like it, that's fucking... How, what, do you, what do I need to do for you? Yeah, and that was like the original reason we decided to do this segment. Yeah. That's the, the OG tweet right there. <laughs> yes. Um, another one that we got that was great was uh, the last one. We tweeted, we were at the Waste Management. It was horrible weather. There was nobody on the range. There was well, because, lightning. Yeah, yeah there, there was, was a like, delay. It was a delay. <laughs> and we tweeted, apparently there's no grinders on the PGA Tour anymore. With a picture with of the driving range. range. Yeah. Not funny, apparently. That was fucking funny. Right. right? And I, then I almost thought that somebody might be offended by that. Like, oh, there. And I'm like, you don't get the joke. So, but guess what? Nobody liked it. So there's nobody to offend because everybody scrolled right past that fucking thing. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, let's finish this pod up with Mulligan of the Week. Mulligan of the Week, Monday. Um, Mitchell, you want to start us off? Um, yeah, I mean, probably just Friday night getting too drunk. Uh, it, it's always, you know, when you're when you're already drunk and you're already, like, there, and then somebody asks you if you want another drink, why do you always say yes? Like, I, it's so much easier to just be like, no, I'm like, it's visible that I'm already there. Like, I don't need to keep going. But, of course, uh, well, Lindsay kind of peer pressured me into ordering another drink. Let's be real. Because she kept doing that to Marissa also and everybody. She just wanted everybody to continue to drink. So um, I blame that on Lindsay. Thank you for that. Uh, Nuggets won, though, so that was good. But, yeah, I just woke up and i was still kind of drunk and i was like this is not great yeah the next morning we were <laughs> yeah well we were watching we decided to put a big bet on a college basketball game oh 10 a.m saturday mitchell was a complete roller coaster every basket our team made he was acted like it was the the his team winning the super bowl and then every basket that the other team made he acted like it was the end of the world well let's and be it was real. just the whole it was game ba- it was baylor houston we were on baylor because unless your Baylor, uh, you beat teams at home that are better than you. That's what everybody's been doing in college basketball this year, unless it's Baylor-Houston. So we bet Baylor plus two and a half. I think the score at one point was 25 to 10 Houston. And at that point, I just wanted to get on top of the roof and take a quick one right off of it. So, yeah, being hungover in that moment slash slightly still drunk, um definitely did not benefit me and spencer's like dude remind me to never bet with you uh during march madness because it's just an absolute roller coaster yeah he was he was horrible my mulligan of the week is uh, we got these really nice steaks last week oh my god (laughs) i i was like trying to big dick mitchell and cook them myself he usually cooks he usually does like the grilling when he's at our house uh and staying there but i was like nah, i got these first first flip comes out perfect i was like we're cooking, literally. I'm like, these steaks are going to be We're perfect. We're grilling. We're cooking. Set my timer on my phone. Go back out for the next one. The entire fucking grill is on fire. The one side of the steaks were completely black. Uh, it was just a super unfortunate scenario. So I brought them in. I was like shaving off the side like a prime rib off one side of the steak because I completely burned them. Luckily, they weren't overcooked. I was going to say the, the like, middle was totally fine. The, it was just the one side yeah, was, it, it was torched. A, it sounded like it seems like a marinating issue. Uh, they were too, they were marinated for a while, so they had some sauce on them, and that dripped down, caused the fire, burned the absolute tits off of them, which is hilarious because when I was living in the condo, I had the same issue where every time I'd do my steaks, they would start on fire. 
and you think I'd learn, but like this uh, lady, my neighbor, came out and my fire. grill's on fire. She's fire, 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 <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no fire. It's just my grill. It's just my steak being cooked to a crisp, well done. Um, but I did burn the steaks, so now uh, Mitchell gave me shit for. He's, he's, Two nights later, I grilled the steaks. So I was like, Spencer, you want to see a magic trick? I'm about to not burn the absolute shit out of these steaks here. He brought them in, and they were perfect. That yes, thank you. I, he is the he is a master griller. I just can't like babysit them. That's it, the one thing I can't it do. Is decided. Like, I am not. I'm good at like setting my alarm, coming back inside, doing something else, and then whatever. Spencer likes to cook and do a million other things. That's honestly why I enjoy cooking because it makes me do that thing. And you know, you got a couple of minutes in between here and there, you can run, make another drink, grab another Coors Light, whatever. But you mostly have to focus. That 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 should be the lesson learned here is focus on the grill. When you're grilling. Yep. Lesson learned. Eye uh, on the ball. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give give steaks another try. Marissa, Sometimes. do you have a Mulligan of the Week? Of course. Let's hear it. I am chaos all the time. No. Um, so I live, on a, I live on a golf course, as you guys know. And my smallest dog loves golf balls. That's like her favorite thing in the entire world. Um, and she likes the ones that float. So she will only go into the pond to get the ones that float. That's like right by the clubhouse. Yes. Because that's the driving range. Yes. Yeah, so like we look kind of out to that a little yeah. bit. Um, so normally I'm not worried about her chasing ones that are actively in the air. When How does she golfing. know if they're floating though if they're sitting on the ground? Well, she only she, likes them when they're on the water. Yeah. She likes to bob for oh, them. okay, okay. And obviously get in the water everybody likes a good bob yeah you know um but anyway i let her leash down the other day not thinking anything of it and we have golfers back on the course now and she's also blind i think pretty much because she can't see shit when we do play catch but she decided that this was her day that she was going to run out and chase a ball that a guy had just hit and she ran out super fast i'm like yelling at her but also trying to be quiet because i don't want to draw attention to the fact that my dog is running after his okay yeah over here and he he did really good like it was like all his friends were cheering that he just hits like the dude or your dog the the dude (laughs) yeah and i'm like panicking because i'm like oh fuck like this guy's ball is about to be taken back to my house and she like catches it and then loops really fast and just takes off and so i'm like I could go tell this guy that my dog just took his ball, but that's really embarrassing. You just went inside. I just went inside. Oh and they <laughs> did you watch? Yeah, they like sat there for like <laughs> ten minutes like looking for that their... is we need to clip that because that is like nightmare fuel. And that that happens for multiple other reasons besides dogs, but that is a top five worst golf feeling is when you are ninety nine percent positive your ball should be right there and it's not there. Like it, it's just confusion anger all of the above so that's fucked up well he hit it down the middle like i mean like his that's friends, what I'm yeah, his friends were like hyped <laughs> and i was like oh my god and i probably could have i probably should have just been like hey man i'm really sorry my dog just took your ball it was right in this area he'd have been like oh great yeah but i panicked because oh, yeah. that's no me. that's scary so I, marissa's I public too. enemy number one of public golf and she produces a golf podcast that's a tough scene <laughs> I, right. yeah, I, I would have probably done the you would have ran either. inside and just yeah. slit. dude i watched there was a doordash order coming and like you saw the driver and you literally like laid on the floor i hate <laughs> confrontation with anyone it's not co- he's literally handing you food yeah but they the, it's dropped off for a reason but the, my my thing and i think you're kind of the same i'm awkward 
in certain situations like I can be cool but then I overthink while I'm talking to the person and then it just ends up being like this awkward who told you you could be cool I told myself I could be cool <laughs> I'm thank just you kidding. you're very cool thanks but yeah I was cooler no, than I, you I were Friday oh yeah I don't, I don't know about that <laughs> If you call driving cool, I was in the passenger seat. <laughs> I was just cruising it. I was uh, I was playing the ox. I was on the ox cord, pumping up the boys for the ride home. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. You, I mean, I'm I'm fun. I'm a good time. You are a good time. Thank you. And this podcast was a good time, but we are getting out of here for the day. Enjoy your Monday evening. We'll be back on Wednesday with a full episode of Big Drive Energy. Make sure to follow us on all the socials at Big Drive Energy and at Big Drive Energy Pod on the Instagram. We'll talk to you Monday or Wednesday. <laughs> Peace. Tomorrow's Monday.